You're listening to KVTA Afterwards, uh, follow-up show to the KVTA Morning Show, little podcast, Big Tom McLean and Tom Spence. How was the show today? It was great. A lot of fun. Had many, many topics uh, that we went over from parking to Disneyland to Kurt Cobain, a little bit of sports in there, too, and a new drummer for the Foo Fighters. And I will tease this as we uh, talked about it. It's like, what's the big deal? It's very funny how they introduced it. That Gruel guy's got a good sense of humor, so we'll get to that in just moments. Oh, good. Disney guy, are you or are you not? Uh, a little bit. I mean, a little bit of the Star Wars. Not a, not a huge Disney guy. I, I could see the value in it. I invested in some Disney stuff early to, um, I'm talking not, not Part a, of your memorabilia? Not stocks, yeah, some memorabilia type stuff. Right? So what do you have? Um, Mouse I, ears? Uh, no, I have I have like some of the the VHS that were real limited prints, and oh, I had okay. um, the Burger King once did a um, a thing where if you bought a Whopper meal, you got a a cup. It was like a random whatever you call it, and it had it was it, it was the movie poster on the front of the glass, and it came in a, a box that was really nice that that was de- decorated for that particular movie. You know, they don't do that kind of stuff anymore with the restaurants because they don't have that extra money or whatever. But these were they were so nice, and I I think I have the whole set, and it was like twenty or thirty Disney movies at the time. It was wow, really cool. yeah, that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, what we're getting at here is I did season pass for Disneyland for a while, and we had a real good time with it. Colleen's parents lived in Irvine, so when we were down, we'd go in, and you know, Cole was a little boy then, and we used to just go in, and it was really fun, and the pass was relatively cheap, and sometimes you'd say, because we had parking too, hey, let's drop in for five hours, and you'd just go on a couple of rides, sometimes the whole day, so we became big fans of Disney, but then I noticed the fanatics, mm-hmm. and you have fanatics in everything. You have uh, Raiders fanatics in football. Right, right. Who else is passionate about their You know, like uh, Cubby fans, and I guess all of them are, like within your, um, certainly the Giants and the Niners, you have passionate fans. Yeah, you don't see as much. Star Wars. You don't see as much face paint at the 49ers as you might like at a Philadelphia game or a New York Giants game or something like that. But yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a limit to where you should go with it. Like when you see the Raiders dudes and you're like, is that a human or what are we we looking at here? That's tough. It does get weird. We had a guy, a Maverick. Hey, Maverick, what's up? Uh, He's still in radio. He worked upstairs. And he was one of those guys, as a person, he had, I think it was 32 sets of mouse ears in his office here at the station. And he'd tell me he was really into the Disney thing. The reason why I'm going at this is when it gets to that point of fanaticism, and this, uh, this woman has a Mickey Mouse fan page, and she put up a thing because apparently when Minnie Mouse is walking, her ears, like, move. And she says it, it first time she noticed it, it actually made her scream. Wow. Okay, so it's not Linda Blair from The Exorcist. You know, there's no pea soup. <laughs> there's nothing like that. But, and this is the thing. It, it just shows you, and I'm trying to think, like, musically, what am I, like, wildly into that passionately? But at this point, 207,000 views, and that was from yesterday. I hear it's approaching a million now. But then you get into the conversations. This is an outrage, but I love every once in a while. It's people, you got to get another hobby. 
Right. You know, there's just a, one person that comes in with common sense and says, <laughs> seriously, folks, you might want to grab a book. Right. <laughs> this is what you're loading everything up into. And a lot of these people, you know, they go to Disneyland 40, 50, 60 times a year. Yeah, and they dress up like their favorite character and different characters mm-hmm. every time. I, I know a couple of people that will do the, the character dressing. One was actually a, a general manager at a comedy club here. Not, wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I also did uh, two of their uh, – Half marathons. I, I ran at Disneyland twice, and oh, it was very fun. A lot and of people I will dress tell up for those, right? Oh, we're big time. And guys, don't learn to dance. Just do a half marathon. You, If you're single, you will meet more women. The, the women-to-men ratio at the Disney half marathon was 60-40. Oh. And these are very motivated, very fun, very goofy people. So I'd say forget the dance class. Goofy. Don't do it. Yuck, thank you. <laughs> I worked that in. Thank you for noticing. That was so nice. That was great. Uh, what else do we have going on? So the thing that was really uh, funny about the Foo Fighters, so a horrible passing. Their, their drummer, he had drug issues mm-hmm. over the years, and, and he passed. Young age, like 50 years old. So they waited all this time, and they introduced the new drummer yesterday. But what they did, the band's in there and they're talking and, you know, they're just kind of cutting it up, chopping it up. And the door opens and it's the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith. And you're like, what? And he goes, oh, um, I, I just wanted to make sure that you guys uh, knew that the water was going to be on. And they're, oh, thank you, Chad, whatever. He walks out and they're looking at each other going, what was he doing here? <laughs> and then the next one is Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Nice. He brought P.F. Chang. And he goes, oh, did, you guys wanted to eat, right? So you see this guy coming in, you're like, oh. And then the third drummer was a guy from Tool, who was a tremendous drummer. And he walked in two poodles, and he says, is this the cut you wanted? And they're all fluffy and poofy. <laughs> and it was, I, I thought for a way to release, because, you know, they lost a buddy. This, this man passed. You know, right. He died. Right. Taylor Hawkins, great drummer. And it was really a, a unique way. So that Dave Grohl, I like him. He seems, to, he seems to be a cool guy. They always did funny videos rather than trying to do like what Nirvana did with the, the whole world is grief. Yeah. You know, they did lighthearted comedy type uh, no sets. S- no crying on the sidewalk in front of the record store because yeah. you sold out. Yeah, none of that. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it's just straight up a good rock and roll. So I thought that was a, a very, very clever way uh, to announce the new uh, the new drummer for them. And talk about walking into a gig. My God. How cool. First day you're in the band, you're in front of 30, 40, 50,000 people, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> and your calendar's full. That, yeah, that's it. What am I doing? Oh, that's right. I'm in the uh, Foo Fighters. So that pretty much ends everything for them. Kurt Cobain guitar. Now, I don't have to ask you any of this because you are the guy that buys stuff from Disney to sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have all sorts of memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. Most recently, Titanic stuff. Yeah. Uh, getting into that now with yeah, the kids. See, bit. that's pretty fun. So Kurt Cobain's guitar is uh, electric guitar that he had that he smashed, just sold, and it sold for about $650,000. Okay. And everybody's freaking out. $650,000. They thought it was going to go for like eighty or ninety. It's got a, a pretty interesting history. He smashed it up. But what they mentioned at the end of the article, the acoustic guitar that he had when he did the very famous MTV Unplugged, sold for six million. Wow. Six million bucks. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, right? That's it's huge. it's just like my goodness. 
So everybody's saying, whoa, who would pay? I'm saying, no, no, you got to look over this $6 million. It doesn't even have a plug on it. Yeah. It's an acoustic guitar. But because of where it was, when it was, you know, all of that stuff in the world of collections, this is a moment that really changed the way music was viewed on MTV and everywhere else. Six million bucks it's for like, an acoustic guitar. It's like you used to say that all you need is two people who want it bad enough. If the two people want, you know, they, they'll bid each other up, and that's how it finds the price. Yeah, and that is uh, that is the wonder of any auction. That's what you hope for. you got to have two people who are bidding on it. Uh, you, iPhone? Yeah, iPhone. You are an iPhone mm-hmm. guy. Okay, I think 60% of the people are. Uh, these foldable phones are a big deal now. Apparently, Google has a, a Pixel Superfan phone. Uh, and these guys uh, who are getting in line to buy it, $1,800. $1,800 for a phone. You know, I spent, I think that this sucker goes off, and uh, this is a couple of generations ago. I think I have a 13, mm-hmm. and, and it uh, was $850. Ooh. So it's weird to think, when you were a kid, seriously, and since I'm older, I can think of one time in my life where I, I just thought, wow, I'm, I'm loaded with cash. But what even your, your watch as a kid, you know, for most adults that are made, you know, that have money, it's like the Rolex. It's that, that watch that they have that's really worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And people get mugged for this stuff, sometimes jewelry. But to think about it, that we are now walking around, just about everybody, is walking around with a phone in their pocket that's worth five, six hundred, or all the way up to eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's weird to think when you were a kid, what did your dad spend on the TV? What did your dad spend on the fridge? What? And you're just walking around now. Do your kids have phones yet? Uh, Tommy does have a phone. Maddie has an iPad where she does do like FaceTiming and stuff with close friends and family. Yeah, but more limited to, to mm-hmm. her access. She's mm-hmm. just she's still a little one. But uh, Tommy's of the age now where it can actually be very important for him. Yeah, we're gonna have to get some sort of federal clearance before Maddie's gonna be able yeah, to have a phone. Yeah, you'll have to see device. what they get. Yeah. But it is so strange. So when I had my paper out when I was a kid, and I was in uh, seventh and eighth grade when I paper rooted, I remember one day I went out and I just killed my collections. I had like 50 people on my route. And I was walking around back then with like $160. And I'm this, and I was a wimp. I was such a teeny little boy. I remember I was kind of far away from the house. And the other thing, you're, you're balling. They used to call it a sailor's bankroll mm-hmm. when you had a bunch of singles. I, it was just fat with cash because everybody paid me. I was on a streak. Everybody hit me. And I'm pedaling my bike. And I'm thinking, right now, I have all of this money on me. Somebody could just jump me yeah. if anybody knew. It was so weird to think. Would you do that to a kid today? Different world. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have them running around with cash. That's yeah, sure. and it, but that was so one time in my life I, I was kind of at that level. Now kids can get jumped for their shoes, mm-hmm. you know, but even a shoe. What what are Jordans now? If you get the, the, the new ones right out of the box, what are they uh, retailing for? Uh, there are a few hundred. I know that they're so, really expensive. Like yeah. 400 around yeah, there? Yeah, somewhere around so there. So 400 bucks for that. But think you'd have over a $1,000 phone on you. Well, not not to mention most people now they have their their credit cards loaded in their phones. You have all everything, anything of value that you have is almost stored in that phone. So it really is. It's it, it does. We're really walking around fairly vulnerable. Yep. And anybody that wants it, it could just take it. So be careful, folks. We don't want to be paranoid. We want to be careful and just make sure. But when I saw that eighteen hundred dollar phone, that had a wow factor to it. Had a passing in sports over the weekend. 
When you talk about goats, I think Jim Brown can really make claim when you look at the era he played in. Were you any memorabilia on him? Anything that I've, you had on Jim Brown? Yeah, I've met him a few times. So I've, really? I have a few autographs from Jim oh. Brown. Yeah, really super nice guy. I, uh, he was one of those guys, the very first time I met him, I approached very gingerly, very, like I was very, Was that a ball field? I was actually on the golf course. Um, it was at a at a golf tournament, and he could not have been nicer. Talked to me. He was like very kind, and I, I was just. It was one of those things, and and I found that a lot of times in sports, where somebody who might come across as a little bit intimidating and and intense on television, a lot of times when you run into them, they're very different, down to earth people. It's kind of interesting. It's also interesting. Back in his day, they played twelve games. Yeah, I think it was twelve games. Twelve games. So to do a thousand yards in twelve games, he started looking at a, a different set of rules. And, and he ran over people too. He was one of the first ones that didn't like run out of bounds. Like he really just ran, kept going. <laughs> yeah, he'd bust him. He played lacrosse too. He was a great lacrosse player, and he had that uh, on between the two. No pro lacrosse back then. But when you look at a guy with all of the records he had and everything he did, and what he did for football. He's kind of a Muhammad Ali figure within the world of football. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's that guy. So you got to meet him a couple of times. And not to mention he had a great acting career, too. Yeah, he did. As I'm Going to Get You, Sucker was one of yeah. the greatest films of our modern era. With Mandingo. I, I'm going to have to look some of these up. But he, he did a lot of that, obviously, big, tough guy. Yeah. Uh, because he was exactly that. But he was also a civil rights, uh, a lot of energy there. Mm -hmm. And he was on a lot of talk shows where it got heated. Yeah, and he was one of those guys that you always listen when he talks. Mm -hmm. You always listen when he talks. Kind of like Kareem, where he's, you know, he's a, not not an athlete who speaks. He's a speaker who became who was an athlete. Yeah, and when you look at the ones who are really good at that, there's there's a few of them around, and that's why kind of jumping here a little bit. But one of the things that still tickles me, I really like watching uh, Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal go at it. Oh yeah, it is so. Funny. And Barkley seems to be more of the very loose cannon. Mm -hmm. And Shaquille's got a great sense of humor. But seeing those guys. So I appreciate athletes so much more when they can do that. Like for the hockey, for the playoffs, the panel that Gretzky is on. Right. Th these guys are great. Yeah, they're they very funny. And they're just and they shoot at each other like nothing. They'll rip each other. And it's 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 great. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Who's the first one? Do you think the Bradshaw group with football, are they the ones that kind of broke out that idea of doing the panel way back in football? I think football might get credit for being the initial sport where you had four personalities up there that just Maybe. got goofy. It might be. And basketball's always kind of tried to be ahead of the game and that stuff. They they used to do a, a show called like Inside the NBA. It was um, Ahmad Rashad. And Summer Sanders, and it and it was like a regular weekly like magazine. It was more behind the scenes type of stuff, but um, basketball's always kind of like puts had something like that. But I'm, I'm trying to think of, I think it might have been football that began that. Maybe like on the Thanksgiving games. Yeah, and they, they just started talking. Yeah, yeah, he'd come out with a, what six legs on the turkey yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> I, I forget how many with Madden. But Madden's another guy, a great personality in football, who changed the game completely. I was. So lucky to be a child of Northern California in the 1980s because John Madden and Pat Summerall being the A team for broadcasting football, they were always covering the 49ers because the 49ers were just winning, winning, winning. And any game they were in was the game of the week. And so 
We were for I, I actually thought that they were the home team <laughs> announcers for years because they did it so often. Yeah, and he was good. He did everything when they what they telestrate or whatever. Yeah. They, when they was trying, he would draw stuff around the blimp <laughs> and do things. And he had a great sense of humor. So it's always appreciated when the sport doesn't take itself so seriously and they can goof like that. I remember when Madden first won me over, Ronnie Lott hit somebody so hard, the dude just went back. And then, like, as he stood up, Madden, like, had, it was doing the illustrator thing, and he and he goes, he goes, this guy stood up, sits up and says, NEM, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Wizard of Oz F reference. During a football game. game. So That's perfect. Deep. You got a comedy night coming up as we wrap up afterwards? Yeah, Friday, May 26th, the talented Melanie Baldonado, an Oxnard native, is going to be joining us. Um, she's since moved to LA and doing really big things in the world of comedy and entertainment. So looking forward to having her come back on the 26th at the hangar bar and grill gigglslive.com for all your ticket needs. And we'll have, her. we'll have her on Thursday morning. Yeah. She's going to come by and join us for the morning show on Thursday morning. Awesome. Maybe she can stay for afterwards. Special guest. Oh yeah. That'd be great. That does it. All right. Thanks for listening to 1590 afterwards.